1: Hey, Brendo, Steve here. Hey, LR And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to. On today's episode, we're talking about last night's Monday Night Raw on the road to SummerSlam. It's coming up in less than two weeks, about a week from this weekend, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, yeah, a, a couple Saturday. more matches sort of. I guess i don't know was anything else actually confirmed last night or they just sort of move along other stuff last night oh i guess, I guess it's kind of becky beat, uh becky beat zoe stark so that oh that's true yeah yeah trish, so, her and trish were probably
2: locked in for is, uh summer yeah locked in there
1: so uh so yeah but uh judgment day more perhaps Ooh. drama in the judgment door day or at least some teasing of some drama within the judgment day of course uh, there was the big contract signing last night with Finn Balor and Seth Rollins. And uh, Finn Balor played his Judgment Day uh, uh, hand, had the other yep. members come down and surround the ring as he uh, punctuated his point. And, uh, and then Seth Rollins was like, oh, boy, I need to get out of here. Well, the beatdown goes down. And then Damian Priest looks down at uh, old Seth there and is like, maybe I should do it now. And oh, then, yeah, dead, for, dead to rights. Yeah, and Seth's looking at – Finn's looking at him like, hey, you said I got a oh, no, first you shot. Patience. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so, yeah, did last night inform you anymore as to how you see this playing out at SummerSlam, Larson? I don't
2: think it necessarily informed how it was going to play at SummerSlam. I think right now it's just the, the, it's, it's the simmering tensions is what's mm-hmm. playing out. Mm-hmm. Simmering. I did like it towards the end of the show where you got Dom, had his title. You had Rhea with her title. Even Finn picked up Seth's title. And Damien Priest is like, where's my briefcase? Mm-hmm. Where's my briefcase? Somebody give me my briefcase yeah. so I can fit in. Yeah. yeah. Now that yeah, everybody else that has too. the title they're holding up, where's my briefcase? Where's my briefcase? <laughs> someone finally has his briefcase, and he,
1: he holds it up. put it up, yeah.
2: But there was like the initial beatdown where, where Damien was looking at the briefcase, and Finn it was like, uh-uh. Mm-hmm. Sammy runs in mm-hmm. to try to help out. Judgment Day beat him down, and then every member of Judgment Day basically hits their finisher on on set, Right, yeah, yeah, And then they stand over him. That's has like priest especially there's like I this this is a done deal. I could do this, right? Yeah, I I could literally have And, and he was t- like frantic. Where's my briefcase? Give me my briefcase. Yeah. at one in one instant, probably yeah, because he wants to fit in. Right. With the rest of Judgment Day, they all holding up some stuff, but also he's like I this
1: is I could do this. Mm-hmm. And it's done. Mhm. Yeah. It's done. Do you think does the character Damian Priest regret saying, Seth, you get the first shot, because he sort of locked himself into an agreement. Sort of
2: like when Cody said, I can't be world champion.
1: Um, well, kind of, yeah. It's like, well, I mean, that was more in perpetuity. At least Amy Priest is thinking, well, not now, but like, if now is a really good opportunity, why shouldn't it be right now? I know, and a year it sneaks up on you. It does. You know? Yeah. It's not as long as you think it could be. I mean, on one hand, he got Seth. He's got a lot of opportunities. But then you're, you're stuck with the situation where, uh, you know, if Finn gets that title, A, he might not be so inclined to defend it as much as Seth does. Mm-hmm. And B, they're rolling as a unit. Yep. And, uh, you know, that, that briefcase has a very specific purpose. And that's, you know, for most people, especially for heels, if somebody's down, you take advantage. You don't, you know, exactly. th- not a lot of people do the call your shot deal. Very few no. people have done that. Yeah. yeah, Oddly
2: um, enough, you think you think more people will take advantage of that, but nope.
1: All this back and forth, all this drama, does it tell you that the World Heavyweight Championship, one way or another, is going to land in Judgment Day by the end of SummerSlam?
2: It would make a lot of sense, especially when the closing image of the show on Raw last night was every member of Judgment Day holding something up. Holding their accomplishments I know Sat, or, uh, Finn had won the title yet, officially, but he was still holding something up, so you got that visual. Mm-hmm. And if they really want to milk this storyline, a la what they've done with the the bloodline, yeah, then either Priest or Finn has to win that title at SummerSlam and, and three-fourths of Judgment Day have to be carrying gold. Yeah, right, yeah. Um, and now with, with uh, 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 Kevin Owens being written off for uh, uh, I don't know how long, apparently he's got a broken rib, we'll talk about that more in a little bit, um, I guess the possibility exists since sammy and kevin are still involved in the whole judgment day business maybe judgment Day Di- J- judgment day sets their sights on the tag titles yet again and try to win maybe it's priest it'd be pretty amazing after summerslam if priest and finn are the two that go after uh the tag titles with one of them being world heavyweight champion at the same time you know well does it and seem like like yeah. if, like if sorry we get this point across real, real quick like if finn wins and Priest just stand there with his briefcase. It's like, oh, I get nothing now. Mm-hmm. Well, the Finn could be like, hey, pal, let's go win these tag titles so at least you have a belt.
1: Well, okay, let's let's look at SummerSlam, though. Or vice versa. How, how long? We can talk about the Owens thing really quick because it kind of dives into the point here. Um, Kevin Owens is injured. Is he expected to be at SummerSlam? Uh,
2: Don't know. Let's see, here, I got a quote from Meltzer. Uh, from Wrestling Observer Radio. These transcripts are from wrestlingnews.co. That's what Mel had to say. So fractured ribs, the story he's actually been working on it for a while and it was just one of those things where they were waiting for a time to finish up with everything he'd finish up. He's going to get rest. I don't know how long. I don't know what the status of the tag team titles are. Uh, he says I'm sure he'll be dressed in the next couple days. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, I could look up uh, uh, healing time for a, br- a broken rib. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, But if he's been, you know, he wrestled last week.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. Uh,
2: three or six weeks for broken or bruised ribs.
1: Oof, well, that's not that long. I mean, depending on when they actually, you know. Yeah, when the
2: injury happened. But, when you know, happened. that was 10 days. We have 10 days roughly till yeah SummerSlam. So I would say at this juncture, unless it's something that happened two weeks ago, the odds of him being at SummerSlam are probably pretty slim.
1: Maybe. Or they're just, I mean, he he wrestled last week. I guess, my, I guess this is the scenic route of saying, One way or another, it wouldn't shock me to see Judgment Day get those tag titles. And I'm talking Uh about Dom and Priest at SummerSlam. Um, If if Kevin Owens can't go, maybe they'll do an angle where he doesn't even get in the ring. You know, Mm -hmm. maybe they beat him up beforehand and they still want to do the thing where it's like, oh, hey, you know, yeah, we still want to fight. And then they still end up losing him to Judgment Day. Mm -hmm. And what kind of dynamic does that alter then if Priest, I mean... (laughs) You could do the thing where Priest and Dom, Dom's a double champion with the NXT title and the tag title. I mean, he may have ended every show last week. They like, they no, they love Dom. I mean, you see the kind of booze, the reaction he gets. It's amazing. I don't, I, I can understand why they keep on, you know, giving him stuff. Oh, yeah. But like if Priest and Dom are able to hold their titles, I mean, because that's four between them, Dom, or five between them because of Dom's extra NXT one. Um, Maybe they, they tell the story of, of Finn not having a title. Or Dom or, or Priest has the tag titles, and, uh, and and Finn has that world title. Mm-hmm. And you, you tell the awkward confrontation of, well, Priest wants to cash in on set. That at some point, he's got the tag titles. I mean, right now, it's all Judgment Day on Raw. It, it, is, is, all, it is. And on NXT, and on SmackDown, for I that know, matter. It's Judgment Day and Bloodline. And honestly, like Seth feels like, Seth feels like an odd man out because this is all about the world heavyweight championship and two men, Finn Balor and Damian Priest. So regardless of what happens with the tag titles, whether it's like you're saying where it's Finn and Damian, or it's Damian and Dom, which is where I'm sort of mm-hmm. leaning. Regardless, mm-hmm. this is a story between two men, one title, and not the champion that's currently holding it. And yep. that leads me to believe that coming out of SummerSlam, uh, I I got to say that Finn's going to have that title, and they're going to tell that story of how Damian Priest is going to square. I've got this thing. You're my friend, and you have the title. That's the story you you kind of yep. have to tell at this point. Yeah. Well, I mean, all that plus
2: Priest giving Finn his word that he would not cash in on while he was champion.
1: Right, yeah. What a complication you know? that is. Yeah. So that's, uh, that's pretty good stuff.
2: I mean, right now sitting here, uh, if we were doing our Summer Slam predictions, I'd probably pick Finn to win, but I wouldn't do it with a high degree of confidence points.
1: Oh, I agree. I agree. I'd probably go—I don't know—how many matches there are in the card? A card eight or so, something like that. Yeah. I just throw out eight because that's usually what it's like these days. I think
2: eight or nine was supposed to be what it's what it's going to be.
1: All right, yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know. I'd probably go between three and five. Five's oh, kind well, of I mean, a lot. Yeah, five's kind yeah, of five a lot. is a lot. I don't know. What other matches are on the card? Uh, Becky Lynch versus Trish. Oh, Becky's going to win that. Becky's High totally confidence. winning that.
2: Drew and uh, What and, would your uh, confidence
1: Gunther... – Yeah, Gunther's probably going to win that one. Gunther's probably going to one. One more thing about the Seth Judgment Day stuff also is there's still a go-home. And if you want to look at one of the indicators of, you know, who's going to win or lose, yeah. the go-home math. Yes. You know, next week is the go-home. This week Judgment Day got the upper hand, which might mean that Seth's gonna get the upper hand next week on Raw. And mm-hmm. that will, you know, be even more evidence of in my Maybe they'll do
2: one of those things where it's like a video package.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know they do that sometimes. Like sometimes the go home episodes are just like these days yes. under Triple H especially, they're just reminders of that there's a pay per view
2: going on. Yeah, no, out. hey, pay per view coming up on this weekend and uh, here's the story recap for everybody.
1: Yeah, my guess is gonna be a recap with some newly shot like interview footage. You yep. know, they're just gonna yep. be like talking to the camera or whatever. Yeah. Um, So, yeah. Uh, We talked about the Kevin Mm -hmm. Owens stuff and then also another wrestler dealing with an injury right now, Liv Morgan. She's been written off TV in a pretty brutal fashion. Uh, Rhea Ripley just completely destroyed her arm with a chair. Uh, uh, Brian Alvarez on Wrestling Observer Radio said, Liv Morgan does have a shoulder injury, and this was an angle to put her out of action for a while, and maybe, he says, a long while. Yeah.
2: Guess depends on the nature of the shoulder injury. If it's something like what Finn had,
1: <clears throat>
2: you know, he was out for what eight months.
1: Mm, yeah, yeah, oh
2: yeah. So yeah. hopefully, hopefully, Live's not out that long. Um, but what, yeah, that was a pretty, pretty brutal uh, attack by Rhea there on the arm.
1: Is uh well, obviously the Raquel Rodriguez stuff. That's not real. That's like
2: no. I mean, yeah. And if anything, they're going to use what you know, writing Live off is of TV as even more motivation for Raquel to go after Rhea, I'm sure.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's probably going to be the women's title, the world women's title match at at SummerSlam
0: there. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well,
2: Learn more at marines.com.
1: Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Let's go ahead and dive into Raw, man, because not a lot else to to talk about in terms of big angles. These are just sort of Mm-mm. building heat towards uh, SummerSlam. I like the mm-hmm. SummerSlam video package with all the fancy cars on it. Yeah. What is it? Is it? CG high- cars. What, the, what song are they using? They're using... Uh... It's Steppenwolf, Born to Be Wild. Yeah, Born to Be Wild. That's right. I
2: like that they, you know, like usually when they have uh songs there are themes for, especially like an NXT, you know, they have this... Uh, this like underground metal band that Triple H, you know, like came across. It's like, oh this is pretty cool. And so they'll have the the takeover theme is that and they have the album cover and, mm-hmm. and the promotional stuff on the card. Yeah. And then you got and, you know, it's usually like they have the very specific metal font that's used for those oh, album yeah, covers and time, stuff. Yeah. So here we got an album that was probably released in what, nineteen sixty seven? Yeah, right. Yeah. Steppenwolf. Yeah. Um, if not earlier. And it's just, it's just a funny juxtaposition, you know, all these these bands that probably Having you been in band for more than five or six years? Yeah, right. And then you have Steppenwolf. Yeah. Who was a band. Six, almost 60 years ago. <laughs> and that's the theme. Did Vince
1: pick this one out? This seems like Vince picked the theme, bro. It's not ACDC. <laughs> you know, no. Well, here's the thing about Steppenwolf. You know, that shit ain't cheap. That no. th- I was actually kind of like surprised. Like they got Steppenwolf for this shit. That's got to be expensive.
2: Maybe they just yeah.
1: put everything they have. Like, given given that they're ponying up for some Steppenwolf, what do you think they're going to do for WrestleMania if they open up the pocketbook? Some fucking Led Zeppelin, <laughs> some Metallica. Well, oh, Metallica, they've done. Oh, Metallica they've before. done Metallica. Before, they've done tons yeah. of Metallica. Some Beatles. They're going to drop some Helter like, Skelter.
2: <laughs> Zeppelin. Yeah, the Beatles are very specific about where the music is licensed to, so I don't know mm-hmm. how they look upon. Wrestling, but here's the thing: if you're gonna if you're gonna do like '60s rock bands and SummerSlams Detroit, where's the Stooges?
1: They're too cool, man. They're too cool. Where's the MC5? Oh, I wish. I wish. Have kick out the jams be the uh, the theme for SummerSlam. Kick Summer out Slam. the jams, motherfucker. You know, start with that. Do-do-do-do. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> no, I'm I'm with you, man. I think that'd be awesome, but uh, but yeah, no, they got the like. It's like a, a Born to Be Wild had to have been like a Toy Story movie or something, you yeah. know? Like Disney uses that shit. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, 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 But all the yeah. cars look really nice. It's all nicely filmed. Oh, that's good. Um. Anyways, before we get on with the show, uh, if you're watching us live on YouTube, do us a solid. Hit that thumbs up. Hit that subscribe button and the notify bell next to it. That'd be awesome. Also, yes. look at my Friendo Club. Talk about metal. Look at this cool Ooh, like shirt God. right here. It's soaking up all the sweat from us playing basketball two hours ago. And I got this purple Friendo Club shirt right here. You can get this stuff at uh, uh, FriendoShop.com. Hold I'm, on, Steve. I think it's an important caveat to say that you did, in fact, take a shower
2: after you played basketball. You did not step bro, off the court and sit in that chair. it doesn't stick. It doesn't stick.
1: stick. I know. It's it, I am already a profuse sweater. Uh-huh. And so I come off, I come home and I'm like, I can't sit anywhere because I'm just, I'm just a fountain, right? My pores. Yeah. yeah.
2: It's like the scene from airplane. Yes. Right.
1: Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Robert Hayes trying to pilot you know, the,
2: the plane, just poured. If there's a that.
1: list of like movie references you cracked during the show in like the last 10 years or three weeks, depending on our story, airplanes yeah. up there, Airplane's got to be close to number one because <laughs> there's so many, you're like, it's like that scene from airplane. Um, yeah. no, I got to put like a towel down and just lay there and just sweat out. And then I go take a, sh- it was two hours ago. I take a shower. I come back here and I look like I'm at, in the middle of a heart attack. Yeah. So yeah, I did. Yeah, take I don't a know shower. To tell you, I did take yeah. a shower.
2: <laughs> like I sat and, and ate lunch. I had a break. <laughs> I, yeah, I had my that. sandwich. Yeah. And then yeah. I took a shower and then I was like, Oh, the this, this shower's not going to stick. But then I was like,
1: <sighs> yeah. All right. Anyways, if I willed you want it. some, I
2: willed it to stick.
1: If you want some, yeah, I can't do that. If you want some, uh, some purple merch, we got a bunch, we got a bunch of non-purple merch as well. I got a pre-read, uh, a pre-recorded advertisement read here about friendoshop.com from going in raw favorite, uh, what's the stone called? It Phil McDonald. Let's see what he has to say. Let's no, hey, not. What's up, everybody? Don't interrupt me. What's up, everybody? This is a pre-recorded message. Don't interrupt oh, it.
2: This is pre-recorded.
1: Listen up everybody, this here is Phil McDonald, Stone Cold Steve Austin impersonator. Do you want to give a Luthes Press wearing a Frendo Club shirt? Do you want to go down to the bar and they're like, no, you've had too much. You're getting kicked out. You're like, no, nah, no. Nah. And then you go give a Luthez Press, but you're wearing a Frendo Club shirt. Go to Friendo Club, FriendoShop.com. Use code purple to get 20% off the entire store. That's right. Luther's press is for everybody. Wow! Thank you, Phil McDonald, for that pre-recorded message. Well, it definitely wasn't pre-recorded because it responded to me. It's because AI. That's why. That's what the AI it doesn't make any sense. It adapts to that stuff. Also, we've. It wasn't pre-recorded. If you want to help support going in raw, Stephen Larson, uh, in these trying times, uh, go to. You can go to. There's two ways to do. it. You can click join, join on the YouTube. Uh, or you can go to patreon.com slash Stephen Larson. If you're watching this on your on your TV, look at that. We got some QR codes for you right there. You just click join or you go to the Patreon. You can get a uh, and we got another uh, celebrity impersonator to do another pre recorded ad read. And this one no. is uh this Pass. one is Brett the Hitman Horse. That's who it is. You know no thank you. Oh yeah. <clears throat> There we go. Hey.
2: Well, there's some great audio editing there. <laughs> editing out Brett Horses. Clearing his throat.
1: <laughs> All right. Hey. Hey, everybody. Hey, listen. Listen. This hey, you is... clear your
2: throat again, Brett
1: Hitman. Don't Horse. interrupt me. This is a pre recorded ad. Thank it's you. It's not pre recorded because he responded to me. Listen here. Uh, do you guys want to help support uh, Stephen Larson? You know, then go to Friendo because you want to be part of the Friendo Club. I don't blame you. Then, you know, you want to participate in one of the predictions challenges. You know, right now we've got the, the great G1 predictions going, you know. That's right. If Bret Hart was hey, ever Brent, in the G- Brett Hitman G1, Horse. this is a pre-recorded ad, please don't interrupt me. <laughs> if, Bret, if Bret Hitman Horse was ever in the G1, I'd win. I'd say Okada, nay. Goto, nay. Osprey, nay. Bret Hart, his Hitman Horse, yay. That's right. So go with support now. You get bonus stuff too, you know. Yeah. Thank you, Bret Hitman Horse. Appreciate it. Oh wait, he has one more thing to say. No, 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 no. That was pre-recorded. Done. If you want, uh, if you want to predict how many horses I'll be able to make. No, 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 no. Making no, with no, horses. No, no. Seeing what no. human can do with horses. Absolutely okay. not. Yeah, I had to cut that one off. Anyways, for shit's sakes, man. How did Ross start, Larson? <sighs>
2: oh, start with Judgment Day. Sands Dom Mysterio was it was Damian Priest. It was Finn Balor. It was Rhea Ripley. They're standing in the ring.
1: The other side."
2: Priest says, welcome, and all rise for Judgment Day. And Rhea says, we we don't only run Monday Night Raw, we run all of WWE. And Finn then is next. Says, we got the unbeatable women's champion, Rhea Ripley. We got my man, Senior Miss, Money in the Bank. We got yours truly, the next world heavyweight champion. Before we get to the man of the moment, let's look at what we achieved last week. So he throws to a video package. Mm -hmm. Dom winning uh, the North American title in NXT. Um, And then... uh, uh, Rhea says, my honor to introduce to you all the new NXT North American Champion, my Latino heat, mm-hmm. Dirty Dominic Mysterios. Dom, music hits. Chorus of booze, of course. Oh, yeah. Big he job. makes his way to the ring. He's looking to talk. He says, I am your new, of course, he gets drowned out in booze pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. He says, I am your new fighting NXT North American Champion to celebrate my greatness. Roll the package. Mm-hmm. And so it's like a video package of like all everything Dom has done since joining Judgment. Right, right. So it's back to, uh, him, and just you suck chance booze. And he's about to say, "I'm your new North American champion." Continue. Da 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 Kevin Owens music.
1: Wow. So Sammy and Kevin come out, and Kevin Owens says, "Correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm a boy." It was a, it was a bit of a snarky crowd last night. A lot of what chants.
2: Yeah, it was. Atlanta didn't do Kevin that Owens. last week. You could tell Kevin man. Owens is like uncomfortable because he comes out, and he's, like, Ugh, like clearing his throat. Yeah, like His yeah. ribs are killing him because rib injuries
1: hurt. Yeah, you got your ribs busted once, right?
2: They were bruised ribs, and sneezing was one of the most painful, with bruised ribs, the most painful experiences I've ever had. That sounds horrible. It hurt. That sounds horrible. Or like really laughing. Those two things hurt.
1: Yeah, so they are wetting. them. I'm like, you know what, man? Don't wet people. Uh, So anyways, Kevin Owen says, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm almost sure we did this last week. They came out, stood in the ring trying to look all menacing and scary. They talk a while. The one with the the bad mullet tries to talk. I think Dom's his name, but no one ever wants to hear him talk. But what gets to me is when people don't learn. You know, when you teach somebody a lesson I don't learn, you didn't learn anything last week. Dominic, let me tell you, no one cares about what you have to say ever. You're so desperate for attention and claim you're passionate for this industry and show a video package about how good you are. Why not show me how passionate you are and help the business by shutting up the rest of your life? And then Dom says, I won't be disrespected. Chorus of course, the booze. Sammy says, he has a point. Or he says, I'm, I won't be disrespected. I'm a champion. Sammy says, he has a point. You're being disrespected, but it's only because nobody here respects you. Kevin Owens says, it's a very easy concept to grasp. Sammy says, I think I know a way you can win some respect. And Kevin Owens says, shut up, right? And Sammy's like, hear me out. Dom, if you went one-on-one with one half of the Undisputed Tag Team Champions tonight, what if we did Dom Mysterio versus Sammy Zane in Tampa? And Dom's like, oh, you want some of me? Come on, let's do it. Sammy's like, okay, but I want to remind you of this. Last week, you made a whole stink about how you wanted our titles on the line. So if you are a fighting champion the way you say you are, you'll put your title on the line tonight. And Rhea gets pissed off, and on behalf of Dom, says Sammy, Dom accepts. And Dom looks a little bit frazzled, but, uh, you know, he's he's ready for the challenge here.
2: hmm Yep. Our first match of the evening, Zoe Stark taking on Becky Lynch. Really fun match. Um, excuse me. Zoe Stark has done excellent, excellent work since she got called up.
1: Oh, yeah. She's been great, man. She's taken le- uh, a bunch of leaps forward, man.
2: Yeah, I mean, she was always really, really good in the ring from a character perspective. Uh, you know, this angle they're doing with Trish and her, and Becky has has done wonders for her in terms of helping her develop her character. Yeah. Uh, really, really, really good stuff. Uh, however, no cheating win for Zoe Stark this time. She takes the L courtesy of a manhandle slam from Becky Lynch. Really fun match, though. Go out of your way to check this one out.
1: Yeah, no, it was really good. Uh, after that, uh, Trish is like, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, so, yeah, Becky talks some trash to Trish. And then uh, we get a recap of Cody, along with him walking backstage. Love to see it. Uh, we mm-hmm. see Vo Williams; the, uh, he's in the crowd. He's the guy who did the theme for yeah. uh, for the Raw, the Greatness one, I think yeah. it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, that that's must correct. be really cool. You know, it's not my favorite theme in the world, but man, that must be really cool. You know, that must be neat. Anyway, I know it should be. It, it, it seemed like it would be pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, anyways, Cody comes out next. He's very excited to be there. He says, so, Tampa Bay, what do you want to talk about? He says, my friends at home, forgive me for turning my back because I want to see everyone tonight. So he looks and he sees all the people there. Why, why, does, why does he feel the need to apologize? Like, just, just when you make your entrance, just be like, look at everybody, and then just you have to make a thing about it. Oh, he wants to soak it in. He wants to make sure that he's doing it in a proper, and, and you know, he's a very polite person. He's a... He's a classy guy. I know you wouldn't know a whole lot about that, interrupting all these pre recorded ads, but he's a very classy guy, Larson. They're not pre recorded because they respond to me. AI. It's AI. It's like the new. It doesn't make any sense. It's like X. Did you notice last night it was trending on X? They had the X logo on there. Oh, they did? I didn't notice that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I was like, no. (laughs) Anyways, so uh, uh, Cody says We've all seen the clip Brock beating me up. Beating me up with a chair. Beating me up with a chair in front of my mama. She says, admittedly, I didn't have that on my bucket list in 2023. But am I surprised? No. But color me impressed. We're talking about Brock Lesnar, who hadn't even had five professional fights and won the UFC Heavyweight Championship. A man who never played football, being able to make an NFL team, and a man who, if you look at the list, may as well be synonymous with being called Mr. SummerSlam. No So surprise, no. Impressed, yes. You want to know who wasn't impressed? My mother, Michelle Runnels. The same lady who saw Terry Funk throw fireballs in my dad's face, who was drinking with Gordon Soley down the street at the Columbia. If anything, Brock Lesnar knew and my mother knew what I'm going to tell you. Brock, you made a mistake. Tactical error. He made a tactical error. And in this case, he says, you made a tactical error by not murdering me. So yeah. in Cody's estimation, I just summarized it there. <laughs> because Cody yeah, talks he a lot. He talks about yeah. poking the bear, yeah. you know, and then that brings me to scenes of Leo DiCaprio versus bear in The Revenant. And yeah. Uh, so, yeah,
2: you know, anyway. That, 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 that particular encounter didn't go terribly well for for Leonardo DiCaprio, though.
1: No, I hope that it goes better for Cody Rhodes because I'm a big fan. Anyways. Uh, so uh, he says at SummerSlam, I'm going to end this. And then he uh, poses, and then we get like a recap of uh, Logan Paul and Ricochet. And backstage, mm-hmm. Jackie's with Ricochet. And she's like, hey, uh, how about that Logan guy? And he's like, I'm thrilled he accepted my invitation, but I don't get this guy. He could just show up late and come and go just because he's a YouTube star. But yeah, if you see his trending numbers, Ricochet, you'll know why. Like they're huge. They're massive. Big, mm-hmm. big star. Anyways, Mm -hmm. he says, uh, you can believe when he shows up. There's business to take care of, so respectfully, everything I want to say to Logan, I'll say it to his faith.
2: Face. So then uh, Sammy comes out uh, uh, for his match against Dom for the the NXT North American title before that match happens. So we get a recap of the Rules of Engagement Mm -hmm. segment from SmackDown. Then match happens. Dom versus Sammy. Uh, This might be one of the three best matches Dominic has had uh, since he started wrestling,
1: I agree with that, and it's kind of not surprising because Sammy Zayn is like one of the best wrestlers on the roster. You know what's yep. weird is that I always get, I whenever I say that, I always notice this in our YouTube comments. People are like, "Sammy, one of the best wrestlers." What are you talking about? It's like, dude, it's kind of. I thought that was like common knowledge. Yeah, yeah, that he's like one of the best in ring performers Maybe people, don't you know, see I it, wonder if he
2: is. like like. It it, it it might be some aspects of why he's one of the best. Like, I see it on the screen. Because it's not flashing? Gets, well, I mean, I, I remember FTR Bald mentioned about Christian. Yeah, yeah, right, right. right. Talking about how Christian's always in the right spot. Mm-hmm. His footwork is perfect. Yeah. His timing is really good. Yeah. Like, things that, unless it goes wrong, you don't really notice as a viewer. Yeah, right, right, right. That, as a wrestler, are essential to putting on a good match. And I wonder if... Sammy is one of those guys whose timing is perfect, is mm-hmm. really really good if not near perfect. His footwork is always on point, mm-hmm. and he's always in the right spot that he needs to be in to get the sp- to to get the spot in.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah.
2: You know, again, it's not as you mentioned. It's not flashy, and, yeah. and, and unless something goes wrong, he might not even really notice it.
1: I think there's something to be said for maybe the psychology aspect of it too. Like, dude, you're, you and I are not wrestlers, but the fact that Sami Zayn can always put on a compelling story in the ring. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, he's uh, one of the best sellers. That's part of it too. Is, is yeah, when he gets yeah. beat up, you feel yeah. like he's getting beat up. It feels like a fight, yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Uh anyways, um, so yeah, Sami Zayn versus Dom Mysterio. So uh towards the finish here, uh uh Judgment Day had thrown uh where's the bit here? Oh, here we go.
2: Oh, because Kevin Owens, like Judgment Day interferes, Kevin Owens fends mm-hmm. him off, so the ref throws out Kevin Owens <laughs> first, and he's like, What? Well, I didn't do anything, and so then the ref throws out us to Judgment Day, too.
1: Right. So Sammy has uh, a Haluva kick lined up on Dom and then Damian and Rhea come out and they throw Kevin Owens onto the ramp. like They beat him up. They threw him on the ramp and then Dom is able to get Sammy with a roll up and a big handful of his pants uh, to get the win here. So Dom Mysterio gets the win on Sammy. Sammy bolts to go chase off Judgment Day uh, and then uh, Pierce, Sammy, and a trainer all check on Kevin Owens as Raw rolls on.
2: Yes. Next we get a video package for <sighs> Gable Stevenson's the decision.
1: Oh, we definitely ain't watching NXT tonight, then. Nope. What do you think his decision's going to be? <laughs> Turn himself. I mean, away. do <laughs> I, I don't really care. <laughs> <laughs> Confess. Um. So after that, we see what. Re- <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, after that, we see a replay of the finish of the Sammy Dom match backstage we see trainers checking on Kevin Owens as his arm is injured and seemingly got hard, hit hard in the ribs uh and then uh, we get a whole re- you know I do appreciate how good how how popular bloodline is because we always get a 30 minute recap recap package on raw so it's like oh cool I'm going to watch this uh
2: so then we got Nakamura backstage Ricochet walks up to him is like hey. hey hey buddy hey 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 You seen Logan Paul anywhere? And Nakamura says, nope. And Ricochet says, hey, if you do, let me know. Mm -hmm. And Nakamura's like, all right, pal. So then Nakamura turns around. There's Ciampa smiling right in his face. And he goes, hey, your loss last week was on me. I kicked the face. I'll let that one slide. But you only get one free one. Tonight, I get to settle things with Bronson Reed. And I don't want to see you out there. And if I do, then I know we have a problem. Understood? And Nakamura just looks at him. And and Ciampa just says, good talk. Good talk,
1: yeah, yeah. Uh, after that, we get uh, Judgment Day walking backstage. They come They come across Tazawa and Cruz, and Dom says, a uh, little respect for the North American champion. Cruz is like, you act like you don't even see me standing here. And Priest says, yeah, that's how he's going to act. Is that a problem? And Rhea's like, yeah, Tazawa, do we have a problem? And he's like, nope, because remember, they had a thing. And yeah. then uh, they all uh, smirk, and Cruz says, that's all you do is walk around here picking on people. I'd like to see you try it with me. And Priest is like, you're really stepping on the most dangerous man in WWE tonight? They said, tonight, <laughs> the most dangerous man in WWE, tonight, you'll receive your punishment. And then uh, was like, hey, man, you got this. And I'm thinking he doesn't got this. No, no.
2: Uh, next up, we had a really fun match between Bronson Reed, Tommaso Ciampa, especially down towards the finish. Man, they were hitting each other hard. Dude, Reed's chest was hammered. Had, had, had Champa's handprints all over it. This was Woo! awesome. No, this was great. Yeah, man. this was a lot of fun. A lot of really good creative stuff. So at one point, they're getting in like a hockey fight. Reed hits Champa with a headbutt. Uh, Champa responds with a knee. Um, and then Champa gets Reed up for an air raid crash. That was great. So he gets a two count there. and Then Nakamura makes his way down the ramp. So Champa pays attention to this. And uh, uh, starts arguing with Nakamura. And then Reed just lays out Ciampa with the shoulder tackle, uh, puts him back in the ring, uh, hits the tsunami to get the
1: win. Mm -hmm. Yeah, good win for Bronson. Like, I'm not sure how
2: they're going to fit all these pieces with Reed and Miz and Ciampa and Nakamura now uh, in place, but it keeps leading to really
1: good matches from Tommaso Ciampa and Bronson Reed sign me up. Yeah, no, I I agree. I love the idea of putting Miz in with three guys who are just physical, you know. I think Mm -hmm. that could be really Mm -hmm. good for him to see that side of Miz. Um, and yeah, I have no idea how they're gonna what they're gonna do with all this. I mean maybe they'll do a, uh, don't know. Maybe I mean, is it all gonna are they gonna have like did they do the uh, did they do an Andre last year? Mania? Did they do it on Smack was yeah, did they do it on Smackdown? Yeah, it was on SmackDown. It
2: was on Smackdown. The
1: Smackdown Rest of the WrestleMania SmackDown? Yeah. That'd be kinda lame to blow it off there. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> like sixteen other dudes. Uh, So anyways, uh, backstage, Byron is with Liv and asked her about last week. She's like, Raquel is hurt, but luckily she's a big, strong girl, and uh, and she's going to come back and take care of Rhea. She says, but for tonight, Rhea's all mine. Not only does she take out Raquel, but she's the reason we lost our tag title. She's walking around here thinking she can do what she wants because there's nobody to stop her. But I'm going to stop her. Watch me. And then Watch she, me. And then she just gets fucking annihilated. But that doesn't happen yet Watch because – Byron goes over to see uh, Chelsea and Sony, They walk up. Sony's like, uh, why and how are you so stupid? You'd interview somebody like Liv Morgan instead of your new women's tag champs? And then Byron says, uh, respectfully, I did interview you both last week, and Liv has an actual match tonight. Chelsea's like, if it's not about Liv, it's about Rhea. If it's not about Rhea, it's about Liv. The whole world revolves around Rhea Ripley, but then Rhea shows up, and then Sonya quickly backtracks. Says, oh, everything revolves around you as it should. You know, champ things, right? And Rhea's not having any of it. So she's like, we have champ things. So let's let's get out of here. Yeah. And then Rhea says, I warned Liv and Raquel to stay out of my way. They didn't listen. I took Raquel out and Liv is next. See the pattern, Byron? And then, God damn, Rhea Ripley oh. just completely annihilated <laughs> Liv Morgan. Yeah. 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 Attacks yeah, her before the match was official.
2: And destroyed her arm, put a chair around it, stomped on it twice. Just
1: absolutely Annihilated mm-hmm. Liv Morgan here. And yeah. talk shit the entire time. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Coffin, remember? Lashley won last year, the Andre. Yeah. And then they gave yeah. him like a, like a couple seconds on screen at WrestleMania the next day. Yeah, to, to show off his office trophy. Yeah. Boy, that was crap. That was crap. Should have a match. Uh, so uh, earlier before that Liv Morgan, Rhea Ripley thing, backstage we saw Pierce and Seth. And then uh, after the whole Rhea Liv thing, uh, we got a little bit of thing with uh, Valhalla talking about Maxine and the Viking Raiders. Mm-hmm. And then uh, backstage... Uh, got oh, Gable back oh, there. And yeah. He's like,
2: Viking Raiders, congratulations. You won your little Viking rules match. But here's one little problem. Nobody knows what Viking rules actually are. Mm-hmm. How about we have an Academy rules match? You want to put my head through a shield? How about I put your head through a freaking chalkboard? Thank you, and Maxine says. Listen, Valhalla. I don't know why you're so obsessed with me, but I've been embarrassing you week after week. You got one up on me, and you think I'm going to fall off? I've got bad news for you. You think you can put me through a table? We're going to sell this my way, one-on-one in my first singles match ever. Uh, See you next week. And Otis goes,
1: oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, After that, uh, Ricochet gets on the mic, calls out Logan Paul. Uh, He's like, there's one man standing here who knows you don't belong here. Not because you're not good or you don't put in work. I think you have. Some would say you're special, but I'm Ricochet, one and only. He says, uh, I'm special every time I get in this ring every damn week. So, Logan, it's not because of your ability. Simply put, it's because you're an arrogant prick. You're a prick and don't respect anything we do. Days, weeks, months go by without seeing our families to fight for something bigger than ourselves. You never stand and you never will. So go ahead and show up whenever, leave whenever, that's fine, wherever you are. I'm here to say one thing. I'm going to challenge you at SummerSlam. You go around running your mouth talking about a fight. If it's a fight you want, this is going to be a fight. We're going to fight. And then Logan attacks him from behind. He grabs his phone and he's, he's, he gets, starts recording. He's starts like, streaming, yeah. He's like, hey, buddy, I accept your challenge for a match at SummerSlam. That's right, Tampa. I'm going to show you why I'm the best in WWE. And uh, he's mocking Tampa, calling them uh, virgins. His, his, his
2: crap talk to the city of Tampa was terrible. Subpar,
1: to say the least. It was It was really bad. Yeah, it was pretty bad. He's trying too hard. Uh, But you know what? Hey, he's a bad guy. You're supposed to to talk trash. It's just not very good trash talk. It's bad. This is like almost Baron Corbin NXT levels of bad trash talk. (sighs) Uh, So anyways, Ricochet gets up while he's he's streaming, but he doesn't notice him. And then uh, Ricochet gives him a super kick, and he falls with the phone still. You can see that footage online. It's pretty funny stuff.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Um, and uh, so then we're backstage Shayna Baszler interview uh, Jackie asks Shayna about Ronda Shayna says I'm sick and tired of hearing that name have it brought up in reference to everything I do I'm tired of it Talking hasn't settled it A match won't settle it I'm going to finish it the only way I know how At SummerSlam I'm going to sell this in the language uh, Ronda Rousey knows best At SummerSlam I'm going to fight Ronda
1: Rousey I'm going to fight you We're going to fight and then we're going to vote uh, then we had, a uh, let's see here, Judgment Day. We had Damien Priest versus Apollo Crews. Before that, we had Logan Paul walking backstage. Byron tries to interview him. Logan stops says, you see that? That was unprofessional as hell. You know what? It's inappropriate, quite frankly, I feel victimized. But that's okay. Next week in Houston, I'm coming to Raw, and I'm coming for Ricochet. I'm going to pop his stupid bald head. Says, no offense, Byron. I kind of like your bald head. It's a funny moment.
2: Uh, then we had Damien Priest. Damien Priest taking on Apollo Crews it's a bummer this match was not terribly competitive no nor was it terribly long
1: no no we definitely like uh, Apollo Crews and uh yeah. him standing around like he's a, an extra in my career uh isn't really great for him but he's no. he's a terrific wrestler he'll, he he'll really is. he'll get his some, at some point hopefully 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 so uh Priest
2: wins pretty quickly um, he looks for a south of heaven. Uh, Cruz escapes that, hits a, a knee in an and then runs uh, uh, right into Priest. He catches him with the short-arm lariat. South of heaven, Priest gets the win.
1: Mm-hmm. Lady J here, uh, re-upped as a channel member for three months now here in the chat. It says, popping in from you. work to say, all rise to the judgment day. Thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, Priest uh, made uh, Apollo Cruz rise now that doesn't make any sense anyways priest got the win backstage becky is super happy she's like i told you i could do it and then jackie walks up and becky says i'm so focused on not getting tattooed i forgot to say the man has come around to tampa and now that i have my re trish can say whatever she wants but it's not over until i win and then uh imperium's music hits and uh and then, But then before they, we see what they're going to do, which is this thing with Drew McIntyre, yeah. we get yeah. a Viking, Ra- Viking Raiders promo. And Eric says, It's known through the nine realms that no one wants to fight more than Vikings. And Ivar says, The gods are never happier when we battle in their name. And then Valhalla says, Maxine, it is with a glad heart I accept your foolish challenge. After all, the gods do smile upon great women. But let me offer you one piece of advice. Consult those gods, Maxine. You're going to need it. I will see you in Stouffville
2: Corps. Uh, So do you want to be Gunther and I can be Drew McIntyre in this next exchange? Of course. Of course. All right. So Imperium, of course, came to the ring. Gunther has a mic, but Drew McIntyre's music hits. He comes to the ring as well. Uh, And Drew says, Gunther, heard what you had to say last week issuing challenges without Drew McIntyre being there, but I'm here. I'm dressed. I see the Intercontinental Championship. Why don't we do this right now?
1: To be honest, I'm kind of sad you're not doing a a Scottish brogue accent, man. I don't I'm not good at accents. Do you do do your best Joe Coffee? Hey, Günther. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I had to say sweet issue and challenges. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so Günther says, "So, after all that happened, you want me to put the Intercontinental Heavyweight Championship on the line tonight?" Yeah, Günther's getting a lot better. I know, right? It's you know what it is, it's like he he sort of has a a little hop to his his accent here. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then Drew And
2: Drew says, yeah. "Did I stutter?"
1: Yeah, and then, uh, well, it
2: says here, Drew says, I dare you. So where are you? (laughs) Oh, that was before I did I stuttered, and then uh, Gunther repeats himself. Oh, okay, okay. Drew says, I dare you. Yeah, and then Gunther says,
1: I've put prestige on this title, and I brought it to levels never seen before. You want me to defend it in front of these degenerates? It's unacceptable. Makes sense why all these people connect with you. Just like them, you get nothing done in life. You failed a clash at the castle. I humiliated you at WrestleMania. Drew, if you want to ride on my coattail, I accept. I'm going to humiliate you again at SummerSlam.
2: So then Drew says, all right, going to talk about WrestleMania. Let's talk WrestleMania. Quick story first. When Sheamus and I first met when I was 19 and he was like 42 at the time, that was a funny little uh, jab at Sheamus. That was pretty funny, yeah. That was good. says, our dreams was a singles match at WrestleMania. We had that match. over 10 minutes of brogues and claymores. The people were going crazy. At our weakest, you picked the bones and beat us, as you should have. Our personal issues got the best of us, and it was a triple threat. But at SummerSlam, it's one-on-one. And you're going to find out why well, they call me the chosen one, the psychopath, the Scottish warrior, once I beat your arse, new Intercontinental Champion. And
1: then uh, Kaiser grabs the mic, nine, nine, nine. And he says, Scottish psychopath, chosen one. And he says, whatever you want to call yourself, how dare you speak to our ring, get around like that. And then Drew, Drew
2: McIntyre. Oh, sorry, he says, I actually like you. You got moxie, you got charisma more interesting than him. Oh, no. He's like watching, pointing to Gunther. He's yeah. like
1: watching paint dry. You should be the leader of Imperium. And the crowd loves that, and Gunther gives Kaiser the okay. And Kaiser says, I'm not just going to let you stand there and disrespect Imperium.
2: And then Drew says, well, since he's not willing to do something about it, you're dressed to go. How about we fight right now? I think we need a referee. And there we go.
1: We got Ludwig Kaiser versus Drew McIntyre, and I feel awful. I might have to go back and rewatch this, but I was. I'm four. honestly
2: shocked you didn't notice this. Man, it's
1: funny because I watched a lot of this match twice, but I think the first time, like Mama was all in my business, and so I was like, she was bugging me, so I was like half watching it. And yeah. then the second time, I don't know what happened. I was not paying attention. I was I was watching the match. Maybe I just had the sound down. But Corey Graves, Bramley was be. doing a Ludwig Kaiser on a on a scale of like. Okay, so on a scale of one to ten, how was my Ludwig Kaiser, Larson? What, do it again do Ludwig again gentlemen uh, the intercontinental champion okay okay, okay so uh, six and a half okay fair enough I have no ego about this uh, uh,
2: Corey's Corey's cadence yeah as Kaiser was perfect really the cadence of of, of, of his speech was perfect oh, his no. his accent. Was was all, was all right, but in terms of the timbre of his of of Kaiser's voice and the cadence, uh-huh. it was really good.
1: Okay, give us a number, but one to ten. Well, probably an eight. Wow, it was really honest. good. My ego kicked in. I'm a little jealous right now. Really? Oh, I don't like that. See, here's no. the thing. Like, somehow it's the
2: timbre. Yeah, like the timbre of your voice just is not the timbre of Ludwig Kaiser's voice, yeah.
1: and that's it. Yeah, that's really because wow. you got the cadence down. Wow, your accent's pretty good. It's just like. The pitch. I'm going to time or out Orton grinder because he said, Star- sorry, Steve, Corey's was better. You know, one thing I can't stand is when people say sorry. I don't like that. Sorry. They say sorry, and then they insult you. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I should back that up. If somebody, like, you know, kicks me in the shin on accident, then, oh, sorry, I'll accept that one. But it's when it comes before an insult. Oh, I don't like that. So here, I'll say this, Steve. Your Gunther right now is up to like an eight and a half,
2: nine. Well, I appreciate so You've that. been practicing it. You you've can't really been get working all.
1: on it. You can't get them all. You know, I.
2: And here's the thing. If you spent more time in the car driving yeah. places, just focusing on the Ludwig Kaiser.
1: Yeah, right. I yeah. think
2: that can be eight and a half and nine, too.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And now Dope is mocking me here, uh, saying, you got to say, my bad, dog. No, uh-uh. No, I'm going to time out. I can't. I'm not going to time out, Dope, because then I have to remod him. That's just annoying. Yeah, don't time out, Dope well now you saying that makes me want to do that don't don't do it because then as you mentioned then you'll have to be remodded yeah i guess i just have room for improvement you know i can go i can i can always strive to be better right exactly you know i've had i there there are times when i've had a 10 melter though yeah i know sometimes my melter like on on occasion my melter is indistinguishable from the person it's really good if you close your eyes i know yeah right Anyways. Like your Stone Cold, we hear it all the time, so obviously that's really good. That's a ten. The Stone Cold is is turned into like a like a parody version of Stone Cold. We it, has, talked about this it has. It has. Yeah. I know. Your Undertaker's really good. That's
2: a good nine, nine and a half. Mm, triple H is excellent.
1: Yeah. Well, that's that's, 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 that's probably closer for like a four. Yeah. What, your triple H? Yeah, I'm trying to do something. So I hate when somebody says no offense then proceeds to offend. Yeah, it's a big no no.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, uh, Ludwig... Oh, your Jesse Ventura is a nine. It can be. It can be really good. The only better Jesse Ventura I've ever heard is Karrion Kross. Yeah.
1: That's an 11. Yeah. That, if if you close your eyes, is indistinguishable. It is. It is. It's absolutely crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Kaiser ends up beating a big old Claymore here. Uh, Yeah. Drew gets the win, of course. Uh, After the match, Imperium attacks Drew. Riddle runs down and makes a save, but then Gunther boots him and power bombs him. Uh, Gunther boots Drew down on the outside Gunther sets up the announce table for uh, to use but, and then Gunther goes for a powerbomb but Drew counters that with a back body drop and then he powerbombs Gunther through the table that was awesome why the hell was this crowd chanting we want tables
2: halfway through a match that was just standard rules you probably didn't notice that either. If you didn't notice, Corey.
1: no. You know what's funny is that I did notice that. I didn't realize it was during this part though, because I thought they did that. No, I think you're. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I don't know. That like was the middle of
2: match. They're just like, we want tables. Yeah, like no, this is the
1: standard match. That was weird. That was weird. I don't it was know. Very it was a weird crowd last night. Like who it what's really was. Kevin Owens? I know. Like they what Kevin Owens, but then they don't like Cody is the mo- like if they <laughs> if that crowd wanted to what Cody, you could do that easily. Because yeah, Cody's got that connection with the crowd, but if that connection's lost, you end up the AEW Cody. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know. Anyway. Do you hear what he's had to say about his,
2: the end of his run there? That what he was doing was too meta?
1: People oh, no. What it. did he say about
2: that? That's pretty much that That, that he would, thought the most heel thing someone could do is saying, I'll never be a heel. Like,
1: Ashley, no. It's being really vicious and, and cheating. That's really the most. Dude, I don't know. That's such a good, that's such an interesting conversation to have because, I mean, what happened? The crowds ran him out of there. <laughs> you know? Like... like I mean, I don't know what like did did he did he view it did he view it as a success in terms of being a bad guy? No, no, he did
2: not. He did not know.
1: That's the thing. No, you try to play three D chess with these wrestling crowds. <laughs> it's it's pretty easy. It's pretty easy. If, if you're a bad guy, you do bad things. You know. I know. Don't I try know. to outsmart I did, them. I know, and it's like the the whole. Uh,
2: here's the thing. Here's the the like the really confusing aspect. Not confusing, but kind of it muddles things quite a bit. Where Cody says, Hey, the most heelish thing a heel could say is that I'm never gonna be a heel. But then he does stuff that baby faces would do. Yeah. Like the the whole table on fire spot. Yeah, right, yeah. Like he 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 he, he has a superplex with Andrade. He's the one that takes the flaming table.
1: Mm hmm. burns on his back. That's not something really a heel does. I know, dude. I a lot of his choices were very interesting to say the least, you know, yeah. and that's being nice about it. Um, and I do kind of wonder, like, I kind of wonder if, and I don't know, I'll have to listen to the interview. Maybe this was broached, but I feel like in a W he was trying shit with and having no real idea as to what the effect was going to be. And it's like, that's not going to be a recipe for success. But it is going to inform you on what works and what doesn't work to a degree. Yeah. Remember when he he returned
2: after Brody Lee destroyed him for the TNT title and he didn't bleach his hair. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And yeah. it lasted one episode. It did. I think. Yeah. Yeah. And he made reference to the return of the Superman uh, return to Superman storyline. Yeah. In comics, which is, as, as as the rationale behind it. I'm like,
1: you should have grown right, a cubby. mullet then. I know. Um yeah, he was trying thing. I mean, that's the thing. You have the freedom. It's like, well, I'll try this. See if this, you know, see if this generates a response. It's just, yeah, it just none of that shit works. More often than not, the response was bewilderment. He's got to keep it, man. I'm telling you, last night watching that Georgia championship wrestling, all I thought of was you talking about collision. Our conversation about collision yesterday. And it's oh, like, yeah. dude, so people pace. would just wander in and out of the frame like you'd hear the crowd getting kicked up and people just casually wander in and out, drop a coked yeah. out promo or like a mumbly promo. And I'm like, yeah. this is totally what they're going for on Collision. They yeah, want yeah. it but to I think, have that feeling. I think
2: feeling. Th- that works better when you're doing it in front of maybe a couple hundred people.
1: If that. Yeah. Yeah. The studio audience. yeah, You know, that right. works
2: better in the studio wrestling setting because mm-hmm. it feels more. It just the nature of it feels more intimate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, but then you have someone in the ring in front of AEW crowd, so four or five thousand people, mm-hmm. um, still in large venues. Yeah, and you just kind of hear the slow murmur of boos come forth, and then you see someone, maybe usually kind of like in a long shot or in the background, walk down the ramp. You're like, yeah, right, <laughs> who is that? Who is that walking it's, down the ramp? And then they do close up. It's like, oh, it's Phil. Yeah, it's. Confusing. But if you hear, that. if
1: you hear da 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 da, you know exactly who it is. You know who it is. Should they have like a, a set, like a signature theme song, as opposed to a, like a prime theme song? Like everybody a needs one? like a little jingle. So when they come right, through yeah. the curtain, yeah. You know, it's just like e. a little four-tone Punk, little thing. CM e. Punk, you know, yeah. Yeah, something like da, that. Or like the Tonight. Sure. They have a lot of live sure. band there. Da, 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 That's da, da. good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, here's CM e. Punk. Here's Phil. Um, so anyways, uh, after all that, uh, Jackie is backstage with Rhonda. And she says, hey, Shayna wants a fight. And Rhonda says, a fight? She can't challenge me to a fight. I don't get into a fight. When I'm around, I am the fight. Challenge accepted. And then uh, we get the uh, announcement that Brock is coming back next week. And then we get the SummerSlam contract signing. So Finn's out there first. And uh, and the, the crowd is doing the, the song thing, which is to be expected. I'm sure Finn expected yeah. that because he just sort of had like a bit of a, a shit-eating grin as if he knew that he was going to have the upper hand towards the end yeah. of all this. Yeah. Uh, and he says, ladies and gentlemen, Adam Pearce is supposed to be out here to moderate, but because of the chaos we caused tonight, he seems to have his hands full. He says, but I'm a professional. Seth is a professional. I want this match, and he wants this match. I think we can handle like gentlemen. So, Seth, come out, sign this contract, and make this official. So, the crowd sings so then, Seth's uh, t- song. He comes out.
2: Yeah, Seth makes his entrance. He sits. He comes to the ring. Says, oh, well, looky here, Tampa. Finn Balor finally figured out what we all have known for a long time. He has absolutely zero chance walking out as world heavyweight champion. The obvious scenario is I beat your ass. You mope on out of there. The entire world sings my song. But Miracles happen daily. In some way, somehow, you're the better man. That reign is going to be shorter than Universal Title one because Damian Priest, Damian Priest, Damian is going to cash in on you right then, right there. I know it, and I know you know it because you do the exact same thing to him. You keep chasing that ghost, Finn, because SummerSlam isn't the coronation the Judgment Day.
1: SummerSlam is going to be the end of the Judgment Day. Eek. So uh, Finn signs a contract, slams it shut. He says, you think you got it all figured out, don't you, Seth? You think you're so smart. Seth freaking Rollins, the architect. You think you run this place, but you don't. We do. You said, if I lose, I lose. He says, you also said, if I win... And then we start to see the Judgment Day. Dom's coming through the crowd. Rhea's coming from the ramp. Uh, Damian Priest coming from the other side. They start coming down and Seth is noticing. He says, he also said, if I win, uh, he says, you said, if I win, I lose. And he sees, and, and then he says, you see, Seth, I've been losing for seven years and it's driven me insane. And it's all because of you. You know what insanity feels like? It feels like an itch that you just can't scratch. It's felt like a seven-year itch. But at SummerSlam, I'm going to make you my seven-year bitch. And Seth sort of laughs, and he says, good one. And then Judgment Day got on the apron. Seth gets up. He throws the table at Damien's face, knocks him off the apron. He attacks Finn, then tosses Dom out. Priest gets in, takes out Rollins with his briefcase. Priest then looks down at Seth, looks at the briefcase, and he's like, mm, no, sir, I don't like it. Finn stares at him, and then Sammy's music hits before anything really happens between the two of them. He comes down with a chair, takes out Judgment Day. Rhea snatches the chair from him. They all beat up on Sammy and chuck the furniture out of the ring. Priest hits a south of heaven on Sammy. Judgment Day surrounds Seth, who tries to fight, but it's too much to handle. And so Finn directs them all to give him their finishers. Priest gives him a razor edge, a razor's edge. Dom hits a frog splash. I was hoping Rhea would hit a riptide. Uh, mm-hmm. And then Finn gets up there, hits a coup de grace, and uh, they stand tall. And Damien's like, where's my briefcase? Oh, here it is.
2: Where's my briefcase? Who's
1: got my briefcase? Yeah. Good Yep. Finally, stuff. as
2: the show's getting off the air, Priest finally has a briefcase. you can hold it up.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, everybody
2: else has belts in their hands. So. Yep.
1: Yep. You want to answer some questions? Uh, Dope says, does Finn fit your promo math? isn't he like 40 because the crowd eats him up every time the problem is he's in a promo he's in a feud with seth the crowd's yeah. gonna eat up anybody but i i, I yeah, think most everybody if the if the question is regardless of the crowd i mean it's a good question regardless of the crowd reaction like here's the thing if a crowd doesn't like a guy he can drop a good promo they're not going to respond that's that's no. kind of separate like i see what you mean that's kind of separate if but yeah, like if you're if you're he can Finn, I love Finn's promos. I think they're fucking awesome yeah. these days. Yeah.
0: But yeah. like crowd response,
1: work. like, you know, you can drop a good promo. Crowd don't like you, crowd's not gonna like you. It doesn't matter how exactly. good of a promo exactly.
2: It is. Exactly. Um this is an interesting question to start off with. Yeah. Time war here asks, where does Christopher Nolan rank among your list of greatest movie directors?
1: Not does, he not does, on it. He doesn't? <laughs> yeah, not on it. Like, if I were to do a list of 200? Probably be there. Maybe. Probably be maybe. there. Yeah, maybe. Probably be top 200. I think I could probably come up with 100 that I like better. Yeah, me too. And that's not saying that I don't like Christopher Nolan. I generally appreciate it. Like, the prestige, I love. I think it's such a fun movie, but that's sort of the... The one that stands out because it actually seems like there's a lot of fun being had Mm -hmm. making that movie. Most of his movies are bereft of any sort of joy or fun. Yeah, I could never.
2: I never really get emotionally involved in his films.
1: Yeah, they're very cold. Yeah.
2: And not in like an inch. Like I know Kubrick's been especially his latter movies kind of had adopted a bit of a a cold distant style. Right. But. Just because, uh, based on how he approached that, I never had an issue with the emotional connection. But Nolan's movies, they just kind of feel like they happen for me. Yeah, like I watch it, they happen. I'm like, all right, and then I generally don't really think about it after the fact.
1: Like there, the, he's more of like for me, Nolan is more of like a a certain scenes guy. Like I, I, uh, uh, what's the one? Uh, Memento is a really. It's a really clever movie. It's, it's a really probably the most interesting movie. movie he's made. Yeah. Um, and then, like I said, I really like the prestige because because it's it's fun, and he's he's a really he's a I mean he's a good filmmaker, yeah. Um, but like, you know, even even the 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 one with the dreams and the people going into brains and stuff, Inception. Oh, Inception. Yeah, it's kind of a bit up its ass, you know. Yeah, it's like yeah. the the movie thinks it's way more clever than it actually is. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But I mean, I think he's a solid filmmaker, but. You know, I don't know. I could probably come up with 100 better that I like. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Kiddo Hudson says, uh, what other sports entertainment shows do you guys like? For example, uh, American Gladiators. Hey, I used to watch American
2: Gladiators a little bit when I was a kid.
1: I mean, I guess, would, would you consider that sports entertainment?
2: Yeah, to a degree. What about Rock and Jock on MTV?
1: Which one was that?
2: That's where they had they, they would have musicians. And, okay, yeah, and like it was like play basketball.
1: Yeah, it was like celebrity basketball, right? Yeah,
2: yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: no, that was cool. I like that. Um, what about um, Joe's versus Schmoes? No, it was uh, pros versus Joe's. Yeah, on Spike. That was yeah. you know my favorite one of those was because you know the Joe's on this so it was like normal dudes like athletic yeah. guys versus profession known professional athletes former yeah. you know. Uh, athletes professional athletes Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and like every single episode i'd see the joes would always talk so much shit to the pros until they got to randy couture who is in between his two stints (laughs) like he still became a heavyweight champion after this yeah and there was there they were doing something where it was brought up like they they brought out the pros and randy mm-hmm. couture is one of them and you see the looks on these guys faces just fucking go pale yeah they're yeah, like yeah oh shit <laughs> yeah. it's like they didn't care about the former baseball players the former football players you get a like fucking randy couture oh my yeah, god professional
2: fighter yeah oh it was great yeah remember the glutton bowl steve oh that sounds familiar yeah Kind of. Yeah, whether well, there's all these uh, uh, eating competitions.
1: Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. I kind of remember that. Most Extreme Elimination Challenge. That was awesome. Yeah. That a was lot of really people here chat Chatter mentioning uh, And One. Oh, And One was awesome. That was the yeah. shit right there, man. Yeah, really I could was. just watch those mixtapes all day. They oh, got yeah, them on YouTube, too. but they're all like pixely and stuff. Have you watched the American Gladiators uh, documentary on Netflix? I have not seen it yet. It's actually no. pretty good. It's like a lot more, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's a standard. It's The story is standard. You know, it's like the company didn't want to. They didn't. They didn't. They, they thought the gladiators were, you know, expendable. So, like, they didn't get yeah. paid very well, et cetera, et cetera. But it was interesting to hear their point of view.
2: Hmm. Um, Atomic Sunrise asks, what's your favorite wrestling documentary? How's it not? It's either Beyond the Matter or Wrestling with Shadows.
1: Boy, those are the top two. I would say those were up there. So my Mount Rushmore would be those two, and then the WWE production of The Rise and Fall of Ultimate Warrior because it was just them dunking on that fool. Hit piece. (laughs) They just fucking dunked on that guy. Yeah, I know. That was so wrong. That was so petty and wrong. But it's a wildly entertaining documentary. It really is. And then I actually really liked their uh, Rise and Fall of ECW. I thought that was really Yeah, that one's pretty
2: solid. That one's pretty good, yeah. Yeah. Um, eater of Waffles here says the story they have been telling with Gunther and continental title has been very purposeful and has made the belt important again. If Drew beats Gunther, will he be able to take the championship to greater heights or will it start to decline? Um,
1: if Drew gets the title?
2: Yeah, I mean I I feel like he's a former two-time WWE champion. Yeah. If anybody's going to going to be able to carry on the prestige, the newfound prestige intercontinental title. It'll be drew. Will he elevate it further? I don't know. I don't know if that would be, would even be interested in that, Mm -hmm. especially when it's on the show that already has a world champ.
1: Yeah. I, yeah, I dude, I, I, I think that, I think that if you continue to feature it and you have guys like Drew McIntyre or a guy like Bobby Lashley, who I know he's on a different brand, but, um, If you have guys like that, and that title is exciting to watch those matches, mm-hmm. and those guys come off as on par with whoever's got the World Heavyweight Champion. Here's the thing, dude. If Finn Balor gets that World Heavyweight Championship and Drew McIntyre is the Intercontinental Champion, they're kind of on par. They really yeah. are. Yeah. Um yeah. and I kind of appreciate. I think that's kind of cool. It's like you have two titles that are kind of tubs. Like we talked about before, New Japan, when the Intercontinental mm-hmm. Championship, their Intercontinental Championship was on par with their world title. I don't mm-hmm. think that's a bad situation to have. I think that's pretty cool. No, I don't
2: think it is either. I think that's, that's a pretty good situation to have. Mm-hmm. Uh let's see here. Uh, Johnny Knight Moves. What a great name. Night it says because of L.A. Knight's in-ring talent, do you think he would flourish in a new talent role and be Something brand new, never done. What would it be? What's it look like? A new talent role. I'm not sure what that means by new talent role.
1: Like a different type of character, like,
2: like because of L.A. Knight's is 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 the idea that L.A. Knight's in-ring wrestling is maybe not his strong suit. I don't, I don't know. Hold on. Let me do you think it. you'd flourish in a new talent role? Uh, Like putting see. over
1: younger talent? <laughs> uh, okay. So, do you think you would flourish in a new talent role? Something brand new, never done? What would it be? I have no idea what that means. Um, Sorry, Johnny Knight Moose. Because of his entering talent, I'm assuming he means like lack of. Yeah. Because that's like what people are trying to knock him for now. Yeah he would flourish in a new, I mean there's been plenty of people I think we've done an entire list of people who are shitty in the ring but they're like good and everything else yeah I know best worst wrestlers yeah that's like 63 that's, like 63 that's like 63,000 views we got to start pushing some of that old stuff man
2: I know yeah some of it just catches on um Nikhil says seeing how strong Rhea Ripley is being booked should she go after Asuka and become double champ
1: Oh, he means like something that isn't a manager, something that isn't like an in in ring wrestler, like a different role, like not a GM, like a talent role that's something else. Boy, I don't know. That's so like... what if
2: he does like everything a wrestler would do except for wrestle, <laughs> but then has someone do the wrestling for him? Yeah, okay. So sort of like what Christian is right, doing yeah. right now, but he wrestles, you
1: know? Yeah. Yeah, that could be. It could be like the uh it could be like the um all read everything thing with Eva Marie. She gets in, but then yeah. like something happens, she doesn't wrestle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh let's see here. Uh, uh ooh, boy, this is hard. Meta says book your best and worst case debut slash first angle for the elite in WWE. I'm gonna push on that for now. I think I uh, man, I really wanna do I know uh look, full disclosure. Friendo Club Wrestling, the new shit that we're doing over the the short form stuff. A -hmm. lot of it is just ideas I steal from other places. But I try to openly credit those places. I've always wanted to do a fantasy book show, kind of like what Blampied does, but our Mm -hmm. own spin on Mm -hmm. it. Um, And I think that'd be cool, like the elite. Like in WWE, like you and I each book, take turns booking like the elite's first Mm -hmm. role or first angle in WWE. I think that could be a lot of fun just to do as a standalone video. That could be. That could be.
2: Um RW here has so been watching for about two years, so I thought about time to become patron. Yeah, yeah. Question. So you're both signed to WB. How would you want Samantha Irvin to announce you to the ring? Wow, what a
1: great that is a great question right there. That is a fantastic That's question. a really good one. Oh man. Um I would want her to do You know how we do an impersonation of Damien, our impersonation of Damien Priest, just this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would want her to do that. You know, hailing from Sacramento, California, Steve here. (laughs) (laughs) Um,
2: (laughs) Since I'll probably get settled with, like, since I'm a new wrestler, probably a pretty lame theme song. Yeah, right. I think it'd be great if she announced my name Mm -hmm. and Larson and, like, put, like, little, like, exciting, like, Like warp speed noises or or laser noises. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And Larson. Oh, yeah. That's good. I like that. That's really good. Something like that. Yeah. I would do this. Like, I would be like my character. I'd be like, I'm from Boston. And so, like, she'd be like, (laughs) Steve here from Boston. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I have her do. Oh, that'd be good. Uh, Let's see here. Um, You still haven't seen those Sam Adams commercials, have you? No, I haven't. I just like you doing them. Uh, uh speaking of patrons by the way i wanted to uh bring this up here derwin riley andrew samps uh david and rw96 all new patrons there at the page thank you so much everybody thank you Stephen lars we really appreciate it uh, that's all the questions i have over here you got any other good ones you want to mention Yeah, i
2: got one here from julio it says hey friendos uh haven't had a chance to ask a question while, well, but i want to start by saying it's a pleasure to meet you guys at the aw show earlier this year um, question here. It so says, Just finished listening to the Friday review. I was thinking, what if it's Solo who starts to build a new bloodline turning Roman's face after shenanigans at SummerSlam like Solo turns on him? Heyman aligns with Solo after realizing that his, uh, his next meal ticket, which would then have Roman trying to mend his relationship with the Usos to get back at Solo and his new group of mercenaries. I mean, that could be interesting stuff, but I guess the issue is uh, would they do babyface Roman versus babyface Cody at
1: WrestleMania? If that's assuming that's the end game
2: here for all this,
1: Oh, man, I don't know. I mean, you, you mentioned that yesterday. It's a good point. So I don't know. I don't know.
2: Um, if 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 and when they do Roman's face turn, I'm wondering if it's going to be the redemption story. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, right. He loses right. everything, yeah, and now has to rebuild. And, and, uh, uh, um, he has to make amends to make his way back up towards the top. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm guessing. But I don't know. I don't know.
1: Yeah. Yep. We shall see. Anyways, that's going to do it for the show today. Thanks everybody for tuning in. We appreciate it till next time. We'll talk to you later. Goodbye.